Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> wow, that was a little bit of a little bit of extra snarl tonight. We're in <laughs> LA. We are finishing up our summer vacation where the NFL season finished last year with the champs. Why not? Let's close it out the right way. It's been a great summer vacation so far. And we got a great way to close it out tonight in L.A. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Yes, sir. Me and Nick got to be a little bit more communicative about how we're going to be doing that for the end season. <laughs> he always throws me a little curveball. He's keeping me on my toes, though, for sure, for sure. Yes, Niner Nation, we own that. We own that booty, yeah. The six wins in the past three years. Let's go, let's go. Um, but anyways, it's good to be in the city that loves to buy its championships. We got to take a page out of their notebook because every time LeBron comes in, he's like, oh yeah, let's buy a championship. And then this past year, the Rams took page out of that notebook, went out and got themselves Matthew Stafford. I'm not even mad. I'm actually only mad because Matthew Stafford was supposed to go to the 49ers first. So that's it. That was literally probably the longest introduction you've ever done on a long rant to start off. He must be fired up. Let's welcome into the studio, Nick, you got Flandern Macaronis. Tinseltown, here we are. We are ready to go. Our final stop in the 32 for 32. So, as always, I'm going to tell you what to do. I didn't even try and rhyme that. You go to tssfancy.com, okay, boys and girls? Then you look up our rankings, our most astute rankings, I may add. And then you slide on over to merchandise. Then you you get last year's edition, 
And then we, you can wait for this year's edition because I was corrected last night. Then you go to Knights of the Roundtable and you read the poetic words of Greg O.J. Mayer with his insights and his deep analysis of what to do, who to avoid in your drafts, and just general perceptions about the NFL football world. Indeed. Great introduction, Nick. We appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Why do we want to hit the subscribe button? Well, you'll get all of our great content, of course. However, the big thing for you is Leroy Butler, when he stopped by in his summer on our summer vacation tour in Green Bay, left us a signed Hall of Fame jersey. And he said, hey, give it back to the people. And that's what we're doing. We're going to give it to you, Hall of Fame. It's next weekend. Oh, my God. Giving it away next weekend. Right in the Hall of Fame weekend next weekend? How crazy. Yeah. Time's flying. Yeah. Giving it away next weekend, guys. Hit the subscribe button. Get in on that. It's very easy to win. I mean, I mean, silly. Silly for you not to be in it. I mean, what, what are you waiting on? Leroy oh. Butler is going to be on the podium. And one of these guys, one of these lucky fans is going to be mounting his jersey signed personally by him. We didn't take it to Beckett or PSA or any of those fucking companies. Signed directly by the man himself. Indeed. Well, speaking of mounting, it is Friday night, so let's get this intro done. Also, don't forget TSSFantasy.com, uh, as Nick alluded to earlier. We talked about the roundtable, but don't forget, we're doing the show on your Fantasy League as well. So you'll want to check that out. Take your Fantasy League to the next level, all available on TSSFantasy.com. And it's fantasy time. We're getting there. It's getting close. Underdog Fantasy, what are you waiting on? Use the promo code TSS. You're going wanting to use us because we're going to double that deposit, but everyone's doing that for you. But what are we doing special? We're doing a little bit some extra special because on ours we're gonna we're gonna have Gatorland tickets, we're gonna have Miami Dolphin tickets, we're gonna have all types of great stuff and great contests. So you want to jump on now? T use the promo code TSS. Nick, why do we do all this crazy stuff? Because we can, damn it, and because we are the fantasy show of. The people. The fantasy show. The people indeed. We're in LA. It's our final stop. Hit the glasses, guys. The doc's here. Let's hear what he's got to say on our final stop. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. The doctor is in, and we are back in L.A. doing it flashy. We're excited. We're closing out our summer vacation. I think all of us can definitely say we need a vacation from the vacation. That's for sure. But welcome into the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Thank you for the introduction. Coming up tonight on the house call, we're going to briefly dive into the baseball world. It is baseball season after all. And talk about Tommy John surgeries. Oh, all right. I always get on Nick. We don't like talking other sports, especially baseball on the show. But all right, the doc says we got to do it. I get, it's definitely got to be interesting. Let's get to the running back position in L.A. The champs don't need much. I mean, they're already the champs for a reason. Let's go to Cam Akers on this crazy comeback tour he did last year. Let's talk about that, his comeback, and give me his percent to the bench for this 2022 season. 
So let's do a quick timeline for Cam Akers. July 2021, he had his Achilles rupture. July 25th, 2021, so just at a year, essentially this week, he had his repair. Then he ended up playing in week 18. Uh, I thought there was no way. So earlier today, I went back and I started looking at exactly what his procedure entailed. And this is fascinating. It wasn't a standard Achilles repair. This was a repair with an internal brace. And this is cutting-edge surgery right here. And in fact, it's much more common in the elbow. And the inside of the elbow has this ulnar collateral or medial collateral ligament that a lot of pitchers end up blowing out. And so they do this Tommy John surgery to repair that ligament. And one of the new techniques for that procedure is called this internal brace, where they put a suture tape and they enhance the strength of that repair. I've never heard of this being done on an Achilles. So this may explain why he was able to return again in week 18. When you look at pitchers, it takes them 12 to 18 months to come back. But a pitcher who's had an internal brace in his ulnar collateral ligament is often throwing in 10 weeks and competing in six months. So the procedure might be working to Cam Akers' advantage. A few weeks ago, we talked about James Robinson. You know, He's likely starting the season on the IR. And so Akers played one regular season last uh, one regular season game in the last week of the season. I think that they were hoping to see uh, how strong this repair was going to be. I think maybe, though, it wasn't superhuman. It might have been short-sighted. Because you look at him in week 18, he, he wasn't explosive. He lacked the explosiveness. So as excited as I am about this procedure and, and the surgical advancement of the internal brace, it was an Achilles injury. Can you name a running back who's come back from an Achilles injury and been himself and been explosive and been really the guy he was before. And so when we look at the past, I just don't see this happening. Might be cutting edge surgery, might be excited for him. And I know the Rams are probably thinking this is going to be the man in the backfield, especially with Sony Michelle's departure for America's team, by the way. Um, but I, I don't see him playing the entire season. So Sadly, we're going to go 75% to the bench. Even if he goes uninjured, draft him with extreme caution. I don't think you're going to get a big fantasy performer. 75% big time. All right, Daryl Henderson the, um, was supposed to back up to Steven Jackson. Real quick, his percent to the bench this season. Yeah, something happens to Akers. He's going to become RB number one there, right? So that said, over his three-year career, he's good for 12 to 15 games a season. We're going to go coin toss, 50% of the bench for Daryl Henderson. That surprised me. Usually Daryl Henderson, I feel like he always ends up on the sideline at some point. I thought you were going to go a little, little higher than the average on that. But okay, we're going to take 50 for him. Doc, we appreciate you joining us on our summer vacation. We'll be back in to visit with you as camp starts and revisit more injury news. We can't thank you enough, sir. My pleasure. See you next time. We'll see you soon. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. 
Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Speaking of injury news, by the way, Chase Claypool hurt today. Um, you know, not really sure what it is, but it is a shoulder. But we're not sure how bad it is. We'll revisit that a little later, but just want to throw that out there. And um, Doc, man, he's really, like I said, bringing the thunder with Cam Aker news. But I have to disagree slightly a little with him. I I was very impressed by Cam Akers when he came out and played. I thought he looked really fast, to be honest with you. But, hey, what are you going to say? All right, we got a we got Jake waiting on us. He it's LA time. We got some we got a great guest in. We're going to talk Rams football. Let's pump it up. Welcome into the studio, and Jake, I apologize, I was hoping to talk to you pre-show. Is it Ellen Bogan, if I'm saying that correctly? You nailed it. All right, yes. All right, I was stressing that all night. Welcome in the studio, my brother. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, It was fun listening to you guys for a little bit, so I'm excited to get going, you know, and it's an honor to be on. Awesome. We're honored to have you in. We're, We're excited to talk about some L.A football tonight you know we've had a long summer vacation and we're ending it the right way here in la with the champs indeed let's talk about though this year the 2022 outlook for the rams got to start of course though with the last season finished the regular season 12 and 5 um you know we talk about the playoff run the uh, played arizona waxed them 34 11 that was like literally the only game i felt in this great playoffs last year that was just the only one that was like meh you just pretty much took care of business right off the jump won the division around against tampa great game there 30 to 27 conference championship against the niners 20 to 17 there and then uh, uh that's why you heard justin a little bit earlier a little butt hurt going yeah, on I, I heard him yeah a little <laughs> ramp a little butt hurt there that's okay and then of course the super bowl 23 to 20 against the Bengals. great super bowl indeed um, offensively last year, you guys were ninth in yardage overall. You were eighth for points scored, um, 25th in rushing, um, and fifth in the past. Matt Stafford having a great year. Of course, Cooper Cup with his MVP season. 17th overall defensively in yardage, 15th um, in points scored against, um, sixth versus the rush, and 22nd versus the pass. Um, now, free agency-wise, lost a little bit. Um, Von Miller obviously gone. Obviously, Andrew Whitworth, another loss, um, OBJ, um, Robert Woods, um, Austin Corbett, um, even the punter left. I mean, it was a lot of little, you know, it's like once everyone, you, you get that little, the the championship around you become a little more valuable. So seems like, and, you know, of course, Andre Whitworth retiring as well. Um, you did add Bobby Wagner, though. That was a big pickup for you guys with the loss of Von Miller. And then Allen Robinson was also another great pickup for you guys with the loss of Robert Woods. He just kind of fits right into that role um, as well. No no picks in the first two rounds, unfortunately. Um, pair of offensive linemen, um, which you got in there. You did get Brian Williams, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, you also got um, three um, picks in the secondary as well. 
Um, so looking overall at the Rams, the offseason was kind of eh for you guys, but, you know, you guys are champs. You're going to have a little bit of that eh. Um, you know, going into any regular season as champion, you're going to get everyone's best punch. So this season, I'm just I'm still looking around the same, though. 11 to 12 to 13 wins, possibly, um, you know. Again, the Rams certainly have all that it takes to go all the way this year. And again, in a weak NFC, that's what we've, we've definitely talked about that a few times on the show. All right. But again, as I've said this entire summer vacation, who cares what I say? We got the guest in, the, the L.A. insider. Jake, give us your 2022 outlook for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, so, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about this team. Um, You know, I think when you obviously come off a Super Bowl win, and yeah, you lose some guys, but you have to keep in mind what Les needs, Sean McVay, Tony Pastors, all the Rams brass have been doing. They've been preparing for this, okay? So, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day, it would have been nice to bring him back, but they saw what Greg Gaines did last year, and they're like, yeah, we don't really need to bring back Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, You know, you look at the corners. Some people are like, why didn't they bring back Darius Williams? Well, they're trying to bring back OBJ. They're trying to bring back other guys. They're trying to sign a Bobby Wagner. They're trying to sign an Allen Robinson. Do things differently. You have to change up your team. Uh, Sean McVay says all the time, you know, it was good last year. What won us the Super Bowl last year won't win us the Super Bowl this year. It, it's a tried and true formula. You can't stick to what works. You have to change it up just a little bit at the very least. So that's what the Rams are doing. But, you know, you go out, you, you get – uh, guys in the draft like Jacoby Durant, who I think you know is going to be stellar this year. He had two interceptions today, picked off Wolford, and then actually picked off Stafford, a uh, deep pass to Cooper Cup in camp, uh, according to Jordan Rodrigue. So he's already making his presence felt. You have the other guy, Darion Kendrick, who had some off-field issues. He goes to Georgia, plays some big-time ball at Georgia. They love him. They got him in uh, the later rounds as well. You have Quentin Lake out of UCLA. So you kind of see the, the mold there is that they draft. Uh, you know, I did hear uh, Justin mention how they bought a championship. You can't possibly do that with the Rams because in order for them to go out and get a Ramsey, get at a Stafford, somebody like that, they have to hit on a Jordan Fuller in the sixth round. They have to hit. Ren Skoranek has to be playing me at full snaps when injuries occur, even though he's a seventh-round rookie. You know, and that's the thing that has made this Rams team so special, uh, you know, especially because – you know, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm used to, like, you know, back in the day, they used to buy, you know, they used to buy championships. I mean, like, 2009, they bought that championship. I have Used no to buy championships. Uh, but, you know, what it comes down to is the Rams actually aren't like that uh, because, you know, they do use what is really currency in the NFL is they trade away picks. Uh, but they also have to hit on their other picks. And, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on the scouting department and whatnot. And they've really done a nice job, you know, finding guys. They found no boom in the third round. They played the slow game with him. They brought Whitworth in. Now that Whitworth is out, they gave Nopum the contract. He's their left tackle. You know, I think they've done a really nice job of that. They got a starting tight end for years in Tyler Higby, who they got in the fourth round. So they've done, you know, a lot of good things with that. Nick Scott is playing meaningful ball in the postseason. Now it looks like he's going to be a starter. He was a, a late, you know, round pick. So they've been doing a lot of good things in that regard. But I think when you look at this team this year, um, you know, obviously you lose some guys, and yes, that, that'll sting. I personally, it stung for me. Robert Woods were my favorite players. I had the privilege meeting him at one point. Um, and then to see him go down with the torn ACL when you're all excited to see him play with, you know, Cooper Cup, OBJ, and Van, you know, it, it was really, like, unfortunate, like how the football gods could allow such a horrible thing. But they were able to win the Super Bowl without him. 
and now they're trying to change up. So what I always say is the word curated, and that is exactly what they're trying to do for Matthew Stafford's offense. They're trying to curate it around his strengths and his weaknesses. And, you know, I think the biggest weakness for him is that he's too much of himself. He, he doesn't want to take the step back. He wants to make the big-time throw. He wants to be Superman. He also trusts his teammates so much. Go back and look at the tape with the Lions. He's thrown in the fourth string, uh, you know, Hunter Bryant tight end down the, the you know, the seam buster down the, you know, the field. And he has confidence in doing that. Other quarterbacks would be like, eh, you're the fourth string tight end. I'm not throwing that route. He's willing to do that. So now you see last year throws a bomb up to, you know, a Deshaun Jackson. Jackson looks up at it, gets picked off, doesn't have the wherewithal to go up and high point the football. Uh, you see in the Super Bowl, you know, as much as I love Van Jefferson, made significant strides in year two. Significant. He had like 220 the year prior, goes up to over 800 yards this past year. But Van Jefferson, on top of the fact he's playing hurt, doesn't go up and go after the ball that you know, Stafford put it up there for him. Instead, it's Jesse Bates and the Super Bowl comes down with it. There are those moments that made them reassess their situation. And while Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods are all very much alike, and you're starting to see a lot more around the league, they're going away from the big bodied threat, the six foot four, you know, the power forward, like box out type of guy. And they're going more towards the 5'10 to, you know, to six one type of wide receiver who wins yards after the catch. I don't think that is a losing, you know, formula. Uh, the Rams have been doing that for a while, but now they finally have a guy. And I don't, I do not think we've had anybody like this, at least not in my lifetime, uh, on the level of Allen Robinson. You could argue Denari Alexander, but they didn't have him very long because of the knee injuries. So now you have Allen Robinson, who, if you have a generally accurate quarterback, you're going to reap the rewards from Allen Robinson. We saw that with Trubisky. We saw that with, well, Bortles, that might be a little stretch calling him even generally accurate. But you get my point. You see, you know, obviously he did a lot, uh, you know, going up there, high-pointing the football, using his enormous catch radius and making plays. Well, now that you have Stafford, who is pinpoint accurate, is willing to put the ball where it needs to be, I feel like that is why they went out and got Robinson. I want to also bring up that he is literally getting paid half as much as Tyreek Hill is getting paid. He's going to be a lot better than Tyreek Hill this year, and he's going to lead the league in receiving. That's my big, bold prediction, because hear me out when I say this. Cooper Cup was phenomenal last year, but a lot had to happen for Cooper Cup to be that good statistically. What Sean McVay continues to bring up in interviews is that he thinks Cooper Cup is going to be better this year, but it may not show up on the stat sheet. And it's not going to because I think, you know, to you know do that another year is ridiculous. I know they added another regular season game, and some people look at that as that's an asterisk on Cooper Cup. I mean, he can't control that. He played, you know, 21 games, including the Super Bowl. You know, he went for 2,400 yards, 22 touchdowns, 178 receptions. I mean, this guy was incredible. But that doesn't need to happen again because he needed to step up because OBJ was learning the offense. He needed to step up because Van Jefferson played the entire half of the season injured. And he's the second-year guy. He needed to step up because Robert Woods tears his ACL. You know, Tyler Higby gets hurt down the, the stretch. Like, they were the 25th, as you mentioned, ranked rushing attack. So he needed to step up. And while he had this great rapport with Stafford, and I you know, expect it to continue, he's going to have a great year, I think teams are going to really overdo it, trying to make sure he doesn't do anything. Look at last year and kind of be like, well, Allen Robinson had 412 yards last year. Maybe that's the new Allen Robinson. Maybe this is this is his fate. And I do feel like because of that, it's going to open up the door for him. Van Jefferson can take the top off the defense as well. And then you look at, you know, of course, 
They had two, uh, you know, guys they drafted. I haven't even mentioned. They drafted two, two out well in the second round, who would have been huge for them. Uh, you know, had he been healthy, he would have been able to come in there right away and alleviate the pressure of, you know, OBJ having to learn the offense, Robert Woods being out, but he's out for the year. Then you have Jacob Harris, who's this guy that only played like two years of football. And, you know, they're asking him to play tight end, which was a mistake. Now they've moved him to wide receiver, the fourth round pick out of UCF. Uh, you know, has the same, I'm not even kidding you, the same exact measurables as Calvin Johnson. So that's what they love about him. They, I think they really like him coming in this year. Uh, so when you have all these weapons, it, it's a lot of mouths to feed, but I really feel like it benefits Allen Robinson the most because it is Stafford style to not look. He's going to improvise. If he has enough time, he's not going to take the check down. He wants to really hit you where it hurts. It's why, you know, last year, yeah, you know, Tom Brady and the Bucks got, you know, a, a last-second touchdown or, you know, garbage-time touchdown when they are at SoFi Stadium. Ends up being 34-24, but that was a blowout. Make no mistake about it. It was 34-17. They got a last-minute touchdown in the final drive. So he wants to do stuff like that. He wants to do, you know, going deep down the field. He wants to make you pay. You have Allen Robinson's ability to play on the outside, be a big slot. You know, his ability to break tackles, go up and high point the football. It's it's very important. And I think this is going to be an offense. I know a lot of people look in fantasy and they're like, Cam Akers, is he worth it? Is he going to be great? I don't know because Cam Akers is coming off a severe injury. We saw him quickly emerge when he came back against, you know, Arizona. And he showed you flashes, but then he wasn't that the rest of the year. In fact, he did more probably for the opposing team. You look at the Super Bowl, he blocks Andrew Whitworth out of the play, forces a sack in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he averaged like 1.4 yards per carry. You have Daryl Henderson, who played with a high ankle sprain and had more of an impact in the Super Bowl. So, you know, then you go out and you mention they, they draft Kyron Williams, who they trade up to get. So there's value there. So I think that there's, there's a lot there where I can't necessarily say that Cam Akers is going to be that guy. I think this is going to be more of a high-octane passing attack I think that was kind of teased when they went out and got Liam Cohen back, who was with the Rams prior to going to Kentucky, turning them into a top four offense in the SEC. And I do think we're going to see that. I think this is going to be more of a high octane passing attack with the Rams. Stafford's going to throw over 5,000 yards. They're probably 46 touchdowns, 13 interceptions around that. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. And then I think this defense is equipped to be a top 10 defense, maybe even top five this year. Uh, is albeit they lost, you know, pieces, but you still got Aaron Donald, you got Jalen Ramsey, and everyone's, you know, really quickly to say, well, Bobby Wagner fell off last year. Is it not the same exact situation? Albeit he's three years older, but is it not the same exact situation as uh, Allen Robinson, a guy who's just in a bad situation there where it just wasn't getting better? And, you know, you look at the talent around him, there wasn't a lot of talent around him. Seattle was awful last year. So, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, that's what I would say about that. When you look at this Rams team, going to be one of the top offenses, going to be a really good defense. But make no mistake about it, they're going to look early and often to kill you with the deep ball. All right, so, Jake, 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 I'm uh, sorry. It's hard, hold on, Nick. So Jake basically covered the whole whole show, so we could pretty much close it out at this point. <laughs> no, but Jake, after all that, though, after all that, just really yeah. quickly. I, I need a prediction, bro. Give me record. Where are they going to be at? That's what I want to know. Uh, they're going to go 14-3, and they're going to win the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be the yeah. first repeat team since the New England Patriots. And the reason we see a lot of there, – there's been a lot of teasing of this because we have not seen a team that has been this close to being a dynasty. And I know people look at it and they're like, 
dynasty. Like Stafford, he only has like five years left. He signed a five-year deal. That's a dynasty in the in, in the NFL. I'm sorry. If they win three out of the next five Super Bowls, that would put them at four Super Bowls with Stafford. That would be a dynasty. Like, I mean, w- what else do you want in that regard? There hasn't been anybody that has repeated. It's the longest drought in the history of the Super Bowl era of a repeat team. And I feel like this is the closest we've come to seeing anyone match what the Patriots did. Jake is fired up tonight for the Rams. Nick, get it <laughs> in, boy. What you got to say? Jake, now, um, I like your analysis, but I would just like you to go into a little more in-depth and expand on your answers because a lot of what you say is very vague and very unclear. Listen, all I got to say is if, if listen, if you're not creeped out by the accent light on Michael Myers right now, there's something wrong with you. All right, Nick, go ahead. Finish it up. What I didn't even notice that. What okay. do you got on the 2022 Rams? Oh my gosh, what what is not to have? Um Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They got the 10th ranked offensive line, the number one defense, the number two offensive uh, offense by CBS Sports. Um, the only thing I don't like about the Rams is the fact that SoFi paid $623 million for the naming rights and they're a uh, student loan company. Tell me how that is. But um, other than that, uh, the Rams are going to go third. Really? Is that a little conflict of interest? We need, um, we need, we need a horn. Yeah, yeah, we need a horn. They're long-term uh, investment, though. I'm not even going there. Okay, so so there's third. So I think they're going to go 13 and four this year. You could say they're investing in America, Nick. All right, Justin, they're what's investing you, my in friend? fleecing <laughs> student loan do? We don't get political on here, Nick. What say you, my friend, Justin? What's the outlook for the 2022 Rams? Oh man, so I'm a, I'm going with 12 wins. I know everybody's going to hate on it because it's not 14 or 13. Here's the real deal about it. You guys were sliding by by using Cooper Cup a lot. I mean, let's face it. Like, Cooper Cup was your godsend. Nobody could touch the guy. I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. Nobody could touch him from his break. Like, he was just open. Wherever it was, he was just open. He found some way to be open. He found some way to draw Logan Wilson on a pass interference and the most, you know, the best or the biggest play of the season for them in the Super Bowl. You know, he was just – he was phenomenal. Outside of that, Stafford was really good. I think adding Robinson, you're getting a better OBJ. Um, I will have to say, though, if you think that Allen Robinson was good, 
take a look back at the 2000s when they had Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. That was fucking fire. Those two were fire together. Oh, I know. Um, I just, he has a different skill set than those two. That, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I, Greatest Show on Turf is, I think, the greatest I, I would say, ever. But I, I hear you. I, I would say Bruce was very comparable to him. Bruce was just, he was fucking ridiculous. I remember when he came to San Francisco when he was just Bruce everywhere because they loved the motherfucking guy, even though he's like 36. Um, anyways, so I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think you repeat as a Super Bowl champion. And it's not just because I'm a 49ers homer. It's because at the end of the day, I just don't think you guys have the roster. You don't have the you don't have the ability on the defensive side to match what you did last year. Everybody's getting older. Bobby Wagner, believe it or not, Bobby Wagner's older. You know, Jalen Ramsey is yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I think that you had a miracle run, and I think it's great. You know, you guys won a Super Bowl. Um, good for you. And I, and that's, that was not a slight, the money ball thing. That was actually smart. I wish the 49ers would pay their money up front in signing contracts. So then they don't have to put that money towards the cap. I wish they would do that. I wish they were as smart as Les need was, but they're not. So, you know, I think you guys will win 12. You'll make a deep playoff run, but somebody's going to snipe you at the very end. Uh, whether it's the bucks, whether it's the, Niners, whether it's maybe even the Packers, somebody's going to get you at the end. Um, but yeah, another deep run, and Cooper Cup is still the unstoppable force. He's exciting. I, I love Cooper Cup. I know I'm in Florida, but it is hard to breathe tonight because the hate raid is very strong up in here. Jake, give me your most, uh, excuse me, the game you're most excited for this season. Definitely opening night. Because yeah, I think good. that's a that is a uh, when they announced that before they announced that because I got word that that was going to be the game like two months before and I was like yes because that literally is my Super Bowl so I would love that um, I think Josh Allen's the best quarterback no. in football so I think that's great uh, you know the return of Von Miller you know um, yeah I just think I don't know what's going on with my eye I got something in it but um, flu game over here tears but, of joy uh, yeah. But uh, no, I think that's that's definitely my favorite, my my most anticipated game of the year. I'm so bummed I won't be able to go to that. I was really trying to go, um, but I, I really think that that's the game of the year. If you look at it, that could be. And I'm not saying, you know, the defenses won't do their thing, but that could be like the 54-51 golfers Mahomes game we saw in Monday Night Football. It could be that level because it's early on in the season. You know, the defenses. I think offenses are more likely to take that step. And the defenses might, you know, struggle out of the gate. Uh, trying to stop Josh Allen, trying to stop Matthew Stafford, all the superstars in that game, Diggs. I mean, I think Gabe Davis is going to be in for a huge year. Um, you know, I just think, you know, the, the Cook kid that they got, I, I'm a big fan of James Cook. And then you look at, you know, obviously the stuff. I, I mentioned so many Rams players already. I don't want to, you know, repeat myself. But I just think it's, it's going to be such a star-driven game, and it's going to show you, you know, really what, the league is all about right now yeah no it's definitely a good pick i just wish it would have been later in the season to be honest with you but yeah definitely a great game i'm definitely excited for it to say the least all right let's go to nick what's your most favorite game on this ram schedule you're excited for uh i am looking for forward to the potential nfc championship game 
when the Rams head on down to see Tampa Tommy and and play the Buccaneers. I think that's going to be a good game. Uh, good, uh, very well matched up game between both offense and and defense. Um, you know, you got them last year uh, when uh, Tampa came to town, and then uh, then the play, playoffs. So it's going to be a little bit of of a revenge for uh, Tommy, Tommy boy. But uh, it's going to be a good game. I'm going to be looking forward to it. I wish it was oh. a I wish it was a Sunday nighter. Sunday nighter. <laughs> the, the revenge is funny because I mean, by definition, it's revenge. But Tom Brady has literally been the the reason my childhood was so terrible. No, <laughs> I mean, like, but I mean, he's beaten the Rams in two Super Bowls. So, like, right, it's it would have been bad if you would have been a Patriots fan. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Dolphins fan, bro. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, you have, no, you have no idea. Like, it's just been awful. All right. Let's go to Justin. Give me. I already know what we're going to hear, but let's go ahead and hear your favorite game on schedule. See, once again, you're wrong. Right, <laughs> it's going to be the Chargers. <laughs> the battle is so fine. And it's because I want to see what Justin Herbert can do against that secondary. You know, Jalen Ramsey in particular. Justin Herbert is such a freaking phenom right now. And week 16 sets a real precedent going into the playoffs. These are two teams that are really going to be going hard for a playoff run. And if you can kind of set that precedent right then and there, like, all right, big win, and then we move on to week 18, and then we move on to the playoffs, it's a huge uh, step for whoever wins that game. And we're going to find out who the real home team is because SoFi Stadium is always a home game for the away team. So who's the home Who's the home team? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. That. Yeah. yeah. So, my, uh, so the one I like the best, again, you guys know I like the holiday games. We're going to finish it on the holiday with on Christmas Day at 430. How about the Broncos are coming into L.A.? Russell Wilson and the L.A. Spotlight, again, Christmas Day. Like, how can you not enjoy that? Super excited for that. And a concerned viewer, by the way, Jake, just want to make sure you don't have pink eye. That was yeah, I don't have pink eye. I, do, I have this thing where it's 100 degrees in my room right now, and oh. I had a fan going on. It caused dry eye. And I got I you. Listen, I, listen my I wife. myself. <laughs> you're good. My wife has kicked me out in the garage, so trust me. And I'm in Florida, so trust me, bro. I know heat. I got you. I got the fan right in my face. I go. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, it's time for Fantasy Feud, L.A. Rams edition. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game, yet still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. See you put them up, reach the skies, let the stars up above, because it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. 
Jake, before we begin our fantasy feud tonight, I just wanted to let you know there was another home MD that wanted to give their diagnosis as well. They think it's dry pink eye. So just to throw that one out there. Ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it came up in literally two seconds. And then all of a sudden I was just, yeah. Uh, so would, I think you're good. Having a little fun with you. That's great. All right, so let's <laughs> let's begin tonight's Fantasy Feud. And listen, here's the best part. We already got a little rivalry going with Justin with his little 49ers. So we're going to pit Justin against Jake tonight in Rams Fantasy Feud. Unfortunately, Jake, I don't have any fancy buzzers. So basically what I'm going to do is just I'll uh, ask the question. There will be five answers on the board. If you shout it out uh, first, you obviously will get control. There will be you'll have three strikes or three wrong answers to close it out. If you don't close it out, then it goes over to Justin. If you do, of course, you win the round. All right. Pretty much understand somewhat the rules. Yeah. All right. Pretty simple. Nick, you got anything else you want to add? Yes. One answer only. (laughs) Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. Not going to be a long game tonight because we got a Rams expert, and I guarantee Justin's Googling his butt off during the break. <laughs> All right. Yo, you Make sure you only say one answer for your guess. Oh, I knew it. it. I fucking it. Got it out. Anyway, I, oh, I missed it. All right. I heard top, Justin say it. Top five <laughs> answers on the board. I had to get board. my thinking cap on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Top five answers on the board, gentlemen. Here is your first question. In all time, Rams history, give me the top five passing yard leaders of all time. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Number six. Sace it is. Jake, got a got a guess here? So is this like in a game? This is, no, this all, is all time. time all oh, time in uh, history. Well, Jim Everett is the all-time leader. Jim Everett. He's like, oh, That's I knew my that. boy. I knew that. Um, All right, Chris. Listen, don't call him Chris Everett. He was number <laughs> one on this list, twenty three thousand seven hundred and fifty eight. By the way, he 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 uh, basically gave me crickets when I asked him to be on the show tonight. Way to go, Chris. Anyway, Jake, how what Jim else Rome got, got famous? <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, Jared Goff might have actually been. You said top five. Jared Goff might have got it on there. Jared, say Jared Goff. You're going to say, well, I got to look. Jared, can you believe this? Jared Golf? And then, all right, so we got Jared Goff. We got Jim Everett. Jared um, Goff was number four, just FY, 18,171 yards. That was during the Halle Berry game. <laughs> uh, all right, so we got Jared Goff. We got Jim Everett. I don't know why my, my mind's blanking. I'm going to say Roman Gabriel. 
Roman Gabriel. Also. All right. So Roman Gabriel, Jared Goff, Jim Everett, two more. Um, hmm. Alicia Keys would say this boy is on fire. <laughs> yeah, it it's like weird. I want to say Bulger, but I just I'll say Mark Bulger. Feeling a little Probably wrong. Feeling Probably little wrong. Okay. Uh, you know it's it's weird because they were Mark so Bol- they were so Mark Bolger, by the way was number two. Just so you know. Oh, okay. All right. I haven't looked at this list in a while. Yeah. Um, so your only thing you're missing right now is number five on this list. That's the only one you're missing. Yeah, and I'm thinking because it, it's tough because you have the the greatest show on grass back in the '50s. But the problem is they platoon their quarterbacks between Norm Van Brocklin and Bob Waterfield. So I don't think it would be them. Then you have. Hmm. You know, I'm actually going to say it is, and his name just totally escaped me. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, what the, his name, he wore 15, Ferragamo. Pain. Vince was ninth. Mm. I don't know why I thought Vince Ferragamo. It's all right. You got, you got one strike, got two more to go. You got All you got is number five to go. This oh this person's number five you're saying, yes sir. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's not Vince Ferragamo. It's not. I don't think it's Pat Hayden. Um. Hmm. Let's see. I'll say Van Brocklin. Nor Van Brocklin. I should have gotten that. I'm pretty Jake, mad at myself. Jake I didn't closes that out the. Yeah, you closed it out though. Look, Jim Efford number one, Mark Bolger number two, Roman Gabriel three, Jared Goff four, Norm Van Brocklin number five, sixteen thousand one hundred and fourteen yards. All right, Jake takes round one. Justin, better step up, and you know what question's coming now. We're going to really strike that fandom. This actually kind of evens the playing field, I think, a little bit. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Opponents, get opponents in your mind. In all-time Rams history, give me the teams you have the best winning percentage against. Lions. The D. <coughs> Lions. Mm. I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns, and I don't love that, but I'm going to say it. Cleveland Browns. They've been on a lot of lists. Not this one. Justin, hmm. let's say you Cardinals, said, the Arizona Cardinals. No, it's not me. <laughs> the Chicago right. Cardinals. I'll, all right, I'll say definitely not the Jets. I'll say uh, the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. The last time the Texans actually beat the Rams. So I figured the that H- one was pretty easy. The Houston Texans, they are number two on this list. You guys are four and one all time against the Texans. Somebody right, already say the Jaguars? Nobody did. But all right, well, that'll be me. <laughs> I'll say the Jaguars. 
All right, so we got two there. That's uh, number one on the list, by the way. Jaguars, you guys are five and one. So five and one against the Jags, four and one against the Texans. You got three, four, and five on the list. You did already earn a strike, so you got two strikes left. Hmm. I'm all right. Let's see. I'm gonna go with. Washington. The Commanders? Washington Dan Snyders. One more to go, my friend. One strike remaining. Still some meat on the bone. You got three, four, and five on the list. Hmm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> you got a guess, Jake? Come on, I got to get a guess out. I'm I'm trying. Uh, all right. I'll say the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> The bungholes. Justin, do you have a guess? There's a lot of meat on this bone. Do you got a guess at this one? I'm going to give my uh, assist to the commission's face when you said this. I'm going to guess the New York Jets. Damn, I did give it away, didn't I? Oh, I got to watch my poker. Don't play poker with me. Yeah, the Jets are on this list. They're number I three. want to. Ten and five. You guys are all wow. time. Number four, the Broncos. You guys are nine and five against the Broncos. Hmm. And number five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All time, 16 and nine versus the Bucks. Wow. All right. Okay. It's one to one. It, this is it. We're going to throw the ball up in the middle of the air. Let's see where the cards lie after this question here. Top five answers on the board. We're going to go opposite end of our last question. Opponent-wise, give me all-time Rams history. And again, these would be active teams. The teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers? <laughs> Justin, what say you, sir? Now, I want to say something silly like the um, Falcons. Atlanta Falcons? That's not really silly. Yes, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they're just kind of sucky. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> it, was, it was wrong, nonetheless. Um, Jake, I'm sorry. What'd you say? You said Dallas. Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, how about the Eagles? The Eagles? Got what? What's that now? 20, 29 more teams to go. Jake, what's that? <laughs> I mean, the, the Minnesota Vikings? The Minnesota Vikings. This might be a long game. If it doesn't work one way, maybe it works the other. The Detroit Lions. The Detroit <laughs> Lions? Oh, my God. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> uh, the Cincinnati Bungholes. <laughs> 27 right. left to I'm, go. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. God. <laughs> Just going to knock him off division by Seattle. <laughs> I have, I literally, like, this is New England Patriots. <laughs> this is by far the longest we have gone in this segment without a right answer. I'm going to go with the Ravens. The Ravens! Yeah. No, skinny of his chitty chin chin. The Ravens, they are number three, three and five on this. Oh, you guys are three and five against the Ravens all time. All right. Can we just Justin, call that the game winner? Justin, you got control, my friend. See if you can close out the Ram expert. Oh, this will be a, a divisional smack in the face if you can close Ooh. it out. What else you got? How many strikes do I have? You only have well, one. just the one. We'll give you the one. You know how that works. And you guys go back and you still have one. So you got one strike. Yeah, one strike. Okay. For some reason, I think it might be a divisional thing, but the Miami Dolphins? America's team? The Miami Dolphins? You're damn right. America's team's actually number one on this list. All time, the Rams, 2-12 and against the boys from South Beach. All right, Justin, what else you got? Don't worry, Jake. He that the Dolphins ended up on every NFC West teams. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. One for this one. Um, I'm gonna stick with the same division. You already said Patriots, Bills, the Buffalo Bills. So if you've been watching our summer vacation, like I said, it's so odd that these teams have these odd divisional – it's like it's really strange. It's like not just one. It'll be two, sometimes even three from the same division. Bills are number four on this list. You guys are five and eight all time against the Bills. So left is you got the number two and number five on this list. Okay. All right. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers? 
All right. Let's see. Let's see. We go Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. Speaking of Carolina. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> All right, Jake. You got number two and number five left. I know you don't want to let the Niner beat you tonight. Do you have a guess at either of these teams? Well, I'm going to say a team that I thought was on the other list is on this list. So I'm going to say Washington. The Washington Commanders? Jake pulls it out tonight. The Commanders are actually number two on this list. You guys are 12. 24 and one all time against the commanders and number five, the chiefs five and seven going back to um, odd divisional stuff. It's just crazy. All right, Jake, good job tonight. You sir are tonight's winner. Congratulations. You know what? I did notice. Yes, oh, I did. I did, did notice a lot of the a lot of the West Coast teams they have losing team losing records against the East Coast teams. Go going well that and that would make perfect sense. Thanks yeah. for that, Nick. I'm gonna add this you you on this award tonight. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. And unfortunately, no, (laughs) no win for Justin tonight. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the fantasy show, the people is going to talk fantasy. Crazy enough. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? (laughs) Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, night, sorry, and now possible playful. You're on your way. (laughs) Now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. So friend of the show, DJ The Brain, who uh, presented us with an early diagnosis for Jake earlier, 
also had a comment in regards to Fantasy Feud, and I thought it was pretty witty of him. That's phenomenal. That was good, sir. Good one. And we'll be happy to have you back on Champs or Chumps this year so you can rack up some few more victories for sure. All right, we're gonna we again are gonna talk some fantasy football. I hope you're ready. I'm 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 ready. And of course, we'll start with the QB, and you know, no better guy to start with than Matthew Stafford. Last year, number five. Um, you know, I know I didn't have him that high, quite frankly. You know, I had him. I was one of those guys where I was like, like mid tier, looking at Matt Stafford. It wasn't looking at him at that top tier type guy that he turned out to be. Um, so definitely lesson learned, to say the least. Um, this season, for sure, I'm going to put him right now. I got him pretty low, but again, as the summer has gone on, we're going to totally redo these rankings. Right now, my redone rankings, I have Matt Stafford, number nine currently. Justin, what say you, my friend? Again, I should have went a little more analysis. My bad. My daughter was distracting me. I will did want to say, though, I want to add what Jake was talking about earlier with the addition of um, um, what's his name? Alan Robinson. Hey, Robinson. Thank you. Big addition uh, to take away from Robert Woods. I was going to say Robert Woods, and I was like, damn, I can't remember replacing that. No, that's a huge addition for them and huge addition for Matthew Stafford. So, um, again, I don't see him taking a big um, decrease this year and already a top five guy. So, again, can't go wrong with Matt Stafford. My bad, Justin. What say you, sir? Uh, I'll take him at 11. I think that he has regression this year. Um, last year was a magical season, but he also threw the ball very recklessly last year. Uh, player profiler had him as having the sixth most interceptable passes. So that's, you know, within the radius of a defender. So he was, like I said before, he was really relying on the fact that Cooper Cup was near flawless last year. I don't think he can be able to do that year to year. Cooper Cup's going to have some sort of regression in his game. Um, Allen Robinson's a nice addition, and I'm not saying that he can't be a QB1. I'm just saying that I'm going to be a little bit more realistic about it and not think that this is going to be the year-to-year Stafford we're going to see. Um, plus, the Rams are a very balanced offense. They love to run the ball. They're going to give the rock to either Henderson or Akers, whoever ends up making it out of camp with that spot. So there's there's definitely a lot to love there. Um, I'm just not confident making him my QB1 right out the gate. I'd rather have him as a QB2 for sure. All right. The hate, again, is very thick tonight. Nick, what say you, my friend? Where do you got Matt Stafford? <laughs> uh, I have him at number 12 currently, and it is and it is due to his, his gunslinger reckless passing. I mean, he did throw 17 picks last year, you know, conversely against his – his 41 TDs and then he was sacked 30 times. And I, and I looked, I thought that was kind of high. So I just looked real quick. Uh, that was, that's the lowest and he's tied with, um, with, uh, Rogers and Prescott. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, all right. So that's, you know, egg egg on my, my face. It's just, um, he just throws too many picks. That's, that's all. And, um, that's it. I mean, well, there's nothing else. You, there's, there's nothing bad you can say about Matthew Stafford. There's, there's nothing bad you can say. 
in regards to fantasy, um, I mean, I'll take a maybe a couple picks if he's throwing four TDs all day, especially if it's 400, 500 yards that he's throwing. Um, so I don't even know where you guys are talking about. Jake, what say you, sir? Where you got Matt Stafford? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, he hasn't thrown that many picks since 2013. So, you know, in a brand new offense, you know, with all the injuries they had and everything, and the fact they didn't have a, you know, a jump ball guy like Allen Robinson, uh, the 17 picks, one just doesn't bother me, but two, a lot of it was giving a guy an opportunity to go up and get it. And they, they just didn't, I mean, Deshaun Jackson didn't want to be on a seven and one football team. You know, it was, it was that type of deal. So now they have Robinson. And I think that that changes, um, you know, I think he was, the whole year, even during that bad stretch where they lost three straight, uh, he was still always in the top three in, in the league and in, in passing. And what I'll bring up is, you know, when you look at Tom Brady, you know, his first year coming to Tampa, um, it didn't start out perfect, right? Like they, they I don't even think they won the division if I'm not mistaken, they might have, but I, I don't believe they did. Um, and they lost twice to the saints. So there were moments, especially early on in the year where it was like, things didn't go that well. I think things went better for Stafford, uh, you know, his first year than they did for Tom Brady his first year. But Tom Brady's second year, almost increasing his total yards by 700 yards. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that, uh, Stafford, because it's like night and day difference. And, And Tom Brady has mentioned that over and over and over again, how, you know, he went into that on he went back on that field in his second season with this team. And he felt like he knew it. It wasn't like I'm a new kid in school anymore. He's like, I run the school. Like I'm ready to go. And I feel like Stafford has also done that. And, you know, throwing 41 touchdowns last year, uh, the most since 2011, you know, back when, you know, he had Calvin Johnson. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if he turns that into 50. I have uh, 46, I think going up by five, you know, in, in his second year in this offense makes a lot of sense, more curated to his strengths. Um, but I think 13 interceptions is fair. And if that's the case, Tom Brady had what, 12 last year. So I think you would, you definitely write home on that. Now, you know, in fantasy, uh, a lot of the time, you know, there's a lot of more running quarterbacks nowadays, you know, and so that's it. He doesn't run enough. That's it. That's my knock on him. And that, that is definitely a fair knock. Uh, now what I would say to that is, you know, for every Jalen hurts that runs a lot, Jalen hurts isn't scoring the touchdown Stafford is so while he gets you a lot of rushing yards and that does help his fantasy it it really puts a lot of pressure on him and a lot of pressure on you as a fantasy owner of him because he has to do that which then puts him in position to get hurt which then also means that at any given point they could pull the plug from him in that regard and be like you know what we're not having you run the ball anymore we want to keep you healthy you know you're our guy uh, it, whereas Stafford, it's like, he's not going to get the plug. Pull, he's going to get the rug pulled out from under him. You know, he's hit like, they know what he is. And so, um, he ran a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, not enough, obviously to make any sort of fantasy relevance, uh, you know, even mentioned, but, um, you know, I, I do think he's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback this year. I think this is going to be one of the best offenses in football. And, you know, I think it's really because they curated it 
you know, this offense, they curated around his strengths. And, you know, while it was nice to have Deshaun Jackson, you know, for a cup of coffee and, you know, obviously the Tampa game, everyone talks about, he had over a hundred yards. He had, you know, two deep bombs or whatever. Um, they can do that with Van Jefferson. They can do that with Tutu Outwell. And now they add Allen Robinson, who isn't just tall, isn't just a big bodied receiver, but actually knows how to use it. You know, he can contort his body in ways other, you know, wide receivers don't care to. Uh, he puts in the work and, you know, he's incredibly smart. And I just think, you know, what we're learning early on is that he is a very smart football player and he's not just the guy that goes up and, and, you know, like that's the thing. Sean McVay doesn't want anybody who isn't an overall smart football player, isn't a well-rounded football player. He's going to get a ton of usage in this offense. And there's already been glowing reports about him in camp. I understand it's camp, but just, I don't care about, he made the nice, cool catch. I mean, that's great for, you know, the socials to post that on, you know, social media and all that gets people hyped. But what I care about is listening to how he's going to transform the offense, what their plan is, and that every single day, you know, he's staying and he's learning from Cooper Cup. And I know it sounds crazy. Like, they're the same age. Why is he learning from Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup's a brilliant dude. I mean, think about Marshall Falk being an extension of the coaching staff. Kurt Warner saying he's just like having another quarterback on the field. That's what you're getting with Cooper Cup. The guy will literally at the line of scrimmage change the play if he sees fit. He did that multiple times last year. He relayed in his own little spin on things. They changed the play. It resulted in a touchdown against the Texans. He literally altered everything on that play. Went over to Stafford. He's like, we're running this. I see, you know, there's a weakness in the defense, all that. Like, that's Cooper. And so now you you put him you put him around the younger guys. The younger guys are obviously going to you know take off. But Allen Robinson's not a young guy. He's in his prime, coming off the worst season of his career, and it's not even close. And now here he is. He's going to a Super Bowl, you know, winning team. I know it probably. He didn't say it. He didn't have to say it. I know it probably hurt him uh, not being at that ring ceremony. You know, it, it probably feels weird. You play for the team, and honestly, it was kind of weird to have a ring ceremony during this whole thing. But. Uh, they had the ring ceremony and you have OBJ there. You have Von Miller there. You have Sebastian, all the, the Rams from last year. They're all at this ceremony. This is after you just practiced and you're like, all your teammates are there except for you. It's like, it, it, it should, it should drive you. It should make you want. So I think, you know, this year, and, and if you're, if you're a betting man, I mean, Alan Robinson, I'll say this right now over on Caesars is plus 10,000 odds to, to lead the league in receiving. If you're not putting 10 bucks down on that, I don't know what you're doing. Listen, let me say something real quick. Jake is the only guest thus far that if you ask about a player can can not only get on to other players but can circle around to the other side of the ball. He was talking about the defense. I mean, this is this is the guy tonight. You got to I'm impressed. You got to add impressed. all the layers, you know. I am totally thing. impressed, my brother. That was that was impressive. All I right, let's go. Let's go to the running back position. Um, we're gonna. Well, I know you kind of covered some of that already, but let's let's talk about Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson at least. So go to these two guys. Last year, you know, you heard me talking with the doc about a Cam Akers injury. Um, you know, again, that's a tough injury to come back from. However, I was like I said earlier, I was actually impressed with Cam Akers when he first came out. I thought he was a little explosive when he first came out, although he did kind of come back, as you mentioned, kind of came back to earth a little bit. But I like the explosiveness out of him, and I kind of looked at it like Daryl Henderson last year for you guys was 26th overall. Um, you know, and Daryl Henderson, we've all seen we've all seen Daryl Henderson have his ups and downs. We know what Daryl Henderson is. He doesn't have the explosiveness, explosiveness excuse me, of Cam Akers. So, you know, 
if Cam Akers stays healthy, of course, that's a big if, but if he can stay healthy, I'd like him this year, but right now I like him enough to put him at 19th. I have Daryl Henderson um, right now at 50th is where I got him. I don't have the rookie anywhere yet because I haven't seen much of him, um, you know, enough of him to put him anywhere, to be quite frank. Justin, what say you on the rushing attack of the Rams? You're on mute. I got Cam Akers at 20. I got Daryl Henderson at 34. Daryl Henderson is a top-notch handcuff for me. Um, I like him because he he runs violently, and he's also a good check down back. Um, That's pretty much everything you need in this type of West West Coast offense when you run the zone scheme. So you just need somebody who's going to run violent. You know, Cam Akers can do that. I, I worry about Cam Akers' recovery. Um, I did find that very interesting, the internal bracing. I, I looked into that a little bit myself. He was able to start, you know, walking after about six weeks. He was able to run the ladders after three months. So this guy is – he's healthy. I mean, it's just going to be a matter of, you know, is the Achilles injury really like the final dagger into the heart of your explosiveness that everybody's always said it's been. So it's going to be an interesting year to see what Cam Akers can do. Um, I'm banking that they probably take it easy with him and kind of split the workload. Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers early on just to kind of see what they have with Akers, see what they have with Henderson. Then as far as Kyron Williams, I'm – I'm not sold on him. I was sold on him watching the tape going out of North or out of Notre Dame. He was a very explosive back. He was very shifty, but his everything else has been like disastrous for him. He went to the combine. He had he pretty much shit the bed at the combine. You know, he ran like a four or five at like I think it's like five eight or something like that, maybe five ten. Uh, and he's less than two hundred pounds. So that was a very poor showing for that. And, you know, for me, I he's a dynasty flyer at this point. I'm not putting anything into him starting or being a real factor this year. He's more of a down the line when Daryl Henderson moves on to his next team type of player for me. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to put a ranking on Kyron Williams, but Daryl Henderson, 34, and Cam Akers, number 20. Nick, what say you, my friend? Okay, uh, right now – the backfield is is the only real hole I see in the Rams because they don't really have thousand yard backs. Um, they do split the carries. The they're both injury prone, and like Justin said, Daryl Henderson is a very comparable handcuff back. I actually put him in that um, in that uh, Pollard role as far as uh, ability to be a handcuff. Uh, they both receive out of, out of the backfield. They Those two do just enough to keep the opposing defense at bay and um, keep them honest. So right now, they don't do everything great. The injuries kind of scare me. Right now, I have Akers at 21, respectively, and I have Henderson at 54, uh, respectively, because they split carries and they're injured. So... Yeah, we're all, we're all kind of around the same range. Jake, what say you, my friend? So I don't have all my rankings done, but let me just add some context to this this Daryl oh, Makers thing. Okay, <laughs> so so there's this uh, there's this common misconception that that goes around about Rams fans and whatnot, and people that are talking about the Rams backfield. Last year, Sony Michelle entered the fray, and you, you heard all sorts of things like Sony Michelle run, falls forward and Henderson goes backwards. And it's like, let me just say this right now. 
When you looked at last year, those three, yards per touch, Sony Michelle 4.5, Daryl Henderson 4.9, Cam Akers when he played 4.6. Now, per 200 touches, Cam Akers is seeing the end zone 3.7. He's, he's scoring 3.7 touchdowns per 200 touches. Daryl Henderson's at 7.5. Now, here's this is where I, I start to be like, all right, hold on a sec. Because everyone's just assuming Cam Akers, it's his backfield. And I get it because the Rams are really trying to make it that. But the only thing that has kept Daryl Henderson down are the little tweak injuries that keep him out a, a week or two. Um, the argument, they didn't have a 100-yard rusher until Sonny Michelle week 13. I'd throw that out. Here's why. Multiple games, Daryl Henderson would have had over 100 yards. They benched him against the Texans because they were dominating the Texans. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, the whole script changed. Sonny Michelle fumbles at their own 20-yard line. Now Arizona's up by three scores and not run the ball anymore. He has 89 yards in the, the first half. Daryl Henderson is that guy they look at. He's 5'8". And people who don't watch the film, I'm not saying you guys, but just in general, people that don't watch the film don't realize he is the best pass protector on the Rams, which keeps him on the field. Cam Akers has a legit issue in that regard. He needs to get better there. And I don't know how much better he'll get. We'll see. But he didn't have a chance to work on that because he was rehabbing the injury. So Daryl Henderson, when he's healthy, is the more valuable. And like you mentioned, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard's a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott just gets the, the opportunities. I'd say Daryl Henderson right now at this point in time, based on, you know, the data, is a better running back than Cam Akers. Uh, Akers arguably is a better receiver. Um, but when you look at it, you know, short yardage situations, things like that, everyone just is like, well, Cam Akers is the power back. First down percentage, Cam Akers 52% on first down, uh, potential first down conversion uh, rate. Daryl Henderson, 66%, which is higher than Sony Michelle. It's this idea that he's 5'8", and you know he's, he's a smaller running back that you don't think he can run with power. You don't think that he can finish runs. And again, not you, but in general. But the biggest concern I have, it's not even pass protecting, because if we're looking at fantasy, pass protection doesn't mean a hell of a whole lot. It just means uh, how often is this guy going to be on the field? Are you going to keep him in you know, on third downs? That's what Henderson's going to do, but... Uh, you know, yards before contact, Daryl Henderson, 2.5, Cam Akers, 2.1. Uh, that's Cam, that, I mean, do you think Cam Akers is getting worse protection than Daryl Henderson? W- worse blocking or, or like what's going on there? So what I would say is that Daryl Henderson not only leads in yards per carry, he leads in yards per touch. He's a better, he has a nose for the end zone. He has more touchdowns, 7.5 per 200 touches than Cam Akers does at 3.7. He doesn't fumble the ball, literally hasn't had a fumble. Uh, Cam Akers has 1.2 per 200 touches. That doesn't include the postseason with two against Tampa. Huge fumbles that almost lost in the game. Um, more first downs for, for Daryl Henderson. Better pass protector. Guys, and knows for the end zone. I have genuine concerns about Cam Akers anywhere until, like, the fourth round in, in any draft because, look, this guy probably is not going over 1,000 like a lot of Rams fans want to say he is. Like you guys mentioned, it's going to be like a committee type of deal. And they did go out and get Kyron Williams. They trade up to get him. He's stellar in pass pro. So if Cam Akers is bad in pass pro, are you just going to be like, well, we spent a second round pick. We have to use him. Nonsense. You spent a second round pick on Van Jefferson. He had 220 yards his rookie year. You spent a second round pick on 2-2 out. Well, dude didn't even see the offense last year. You don't like you can't afford to do that. So I'm not a Cam Akers hater. I, I really like the guy. I, I'm wishing him the best. But I just think it makes no sense how he's put up here to Daryl Henderson when the stats 
all of the analytics show that Henderson, it's he's better. He's just a better running back. Uh, obviously, he gets hurt, but Cam Akers gets hurt. Cam Akers had the, the crazy rib injury. Uh, you know, it was like the rib cartilage injury where the football went into his ribs against the Eagles his rookie year. Cam Akers has now had the torn Achilles. Cam Akers has been hurt more than Daryl Henderson. So this is what I'm now understanding is Daryl Henderson doesn't have a catastrophic injury on his resume. You don't have to give him a pitch count for that reason. You do have to be careful about what you do with Cam Akers because you're the same organization that had Todd Gurley and you had to manage Todd Gurley's knee. And then, you know, this is why, you know, when people mention, oh, they should trade for Saquon or something, the Rams are done with running backs, guys. They're not ever, they're not paying anybody like that ever again. They're not going out and they're not acquiring Kareem Hunt as much as people are like, oh, that'd be a nice fit. Not doing that. They're, they're going to go with the committee backfield. They're going to let this, you know, run through Stafford. I know, I know the uh, the record for Stafford. He's like ten and one when running backs run for a uh, hundred yards in a game when he's passing, um, and it's even better when he has a thousand yard receiver. I think he's only had one with Reggie Bush. But when you look at it, the catch percentage is in favor of Cam Akers. He, he has an eighty-two percent catch percentage to Daryl Henderson's seventy percent. So Cam Akers is probably the best, better receiver. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, that's really it. And so, you know, I just look at this, and I'm like, if Henderson stays healthy, and he's averaging, say, 4.7, and Cam Akers is averaging 4.1, are you going to be pushing Cam Akers to play just because it's the name? Are you going to be pushing a guy who's a lesser pass protector? He's not as good in the red zone. He's the only guy that's fumbled out of those two. Are you going to be pushing him? That's why I say cautionary tale, Okay. I know some people are might be surprised at my answer because they might be thinking, oh, this guy's going to ramble on. Cam Akers going to have 1,500 yards. Yeah, yeah, we get it. You're a Rams fan. No, no, no. Quite the opposite. I'm saying watch out how much you invest in this guy because I am a, a fantasy owner of Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. I think pretty much the entire offseason I was trying to, to shop those two because I think Daryl Henderson is not going to be back with the Rams. They drafted Kyron Williams for that reason, um, you know, and they, they don't pay running backs. But – Cam Akers, I mean, you know, he's had injuries. And like I said, the premium touches, he doesn't hit home on. As a matter of fact, Sony Michelle, per 200 touches, had actually more fumbles, believe it or not. But he had uh, 5.1 touchdowns. Cam Akers had 3.7. That's like the same offensive line. And I would argue their offensive line was better in 2020. So they were a top 10 rushing attack. So why is Cam Akers doing worse with better blocking? That's the that's the concerning thing. So I think you you really have to to crunch the numbers. You really have to get into the thick of it, watch the tape, and realize. Look, Daryl Henderson isn't half bad. It's it's literally like the Pollard situation. I think Pollard's a better running back because I think he's more complete. But it's like the Pollard situation. Pollard in Dallas could be a sixteen hundred yard rusher if they gave him the keys, like they give Elliott. Uh, I'm not saying Henderson would be like that, but if he stayed healthy for a full season. He probably had 1,400 total yards, you know? So I think this is a guy where, you know, if another issue goes down with Cam Akers and he gets hurt or he starts showing like, hey, you know, I, I call it, uh, you know, um, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack had the same issue. And people are like, he's going to start in Houston? No, he's not going to start in Houston. It's going to be a committee backfield. We'll see if Marlon Mack ever comes back to what he was. But I, I just don't think we should assume Cam Akers is going to be this bona fide star i know he wants to be top three and i like him i think he has a lot to offer i was a big fan of his coming out of fsu uh, especially with the fact he's so hardened from having just an atrocious offensive line in college so he was used to getting hit you know behind the line of scrimmage and making plays 
But make no mistake about it, Daryl Henderson is the more consistent back. He's the better back. And if push comes to shove and they're trying to win a Super Bowl and repeat, I think even the Rams, who do want to give this guy his opportunity, if Daryl Henderson's that much better of an option, you don't want to be the guy that spent a lot of, you know, a lot of assets to go out and get Cam Akers and then Daryl Henderson's on your buddy's team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, listen, you. this is why we're on the summer tour. We listen to our experts. Hey, you heard it here. He's letting us know Daryl Henderson might be the better pickup here in L.A. Let's give a quick shout out. Spicy Raider Girl in the house. Say what's good. Appreciate you um, checking in tonight. And look who else checked in. I just had to. I can't even believe he has the audacity to chime in tonight. But our friend, co-host Jake, said he likes you tonight. Um, appreciate it yeah he yeah just funny that you know he but we he's not on the show though like where is he right all right (laughs) let's let's close out tonight we're going to talk about the receiving threats for the rams um we'll go into of course obviously first cooper cup kind of is what it is right number one last season it's always hard to repeat that kind of production uh, but he is definitely the guy to do it i also have him again number one this year although again you know varying you know i might Again, see how camp goes. I might have a little bit of a feel for Jamar Chase, maybe, or Justin Jefferson. But right now, I think Cooper Cup, easy number one overall. Allen Robinson, right now, I have him 32nd. um, And I have Van Jefferson right now, 53rd. I don't have Tutu Atwell ranked right now. um, And I have Tyler Higby at the tight end position at number 17th this year. Um, Although he was 14th last year, I think Stafford's going to go a little more to these receivers. And again, we mentioned the bigger bodied Allen Robinson. I think he becomes the more the touchdown threat over Higby. So I think he regresses a little. That's just my uh, predicament anyway. And I think I like Allen Robinson to have a good season this year, as I mentioned earlier, even though I couldn't remember his name. All right, Justin, let's go to you, my friend, where you got him. So I got Cooper Cup at four and I think Cooper Cup's elite, but I think that, you know, as our guest has said, you know, having Allen Robinson there, he's going to obviously take away a little bit more. Um, you know, it was a very small variance, but last year when Cooper Cup had um, Odell Beckham, his totals weekly went down. By, and it was through the span, it was about one point. So it's really nothing much, but, you know, that one point build up by a couple weeks could lead to, you know, going down a couple points in the uh, standings. So I have him at four. I think Justin Jefferson is a better receiver. Jamar Chase is a better receiver. And C.D. Lamb is a better receiver. Uh, Jeff, or Robinson's 27. I think Robinson has a nice b- bounce back year this year. If he falls right into the Odell role, I think that a year of Odell Beckham would have meant a top 24 performance from Odell Beckham. So I have him right about 27. I think that he can definitely vary up and down. He will definitely be a top 24 um, for this year. And then um, was it Van Jefferson? I do like him. I think that he's my wide receiver 50 right now. And it's because he's a, he's a good wide receiver three, but you know, he's a wide receiver three, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like picking between Tim Patrick and him. Do I really, do I want either one, you know, but he's a deep threat. That's why I like him. You know, he's a best ball guy for me, to be honest with you. Last round, best ball, love it. Um, Tyler Igby, tight end 20. 
He's never really had an amazing season. Um, so, I mean, if he's there at the very, very end, I'll take him. But I mean, he's nobody to count. To be fair, he was 14th last year, so he was just outside. If you're in a 12-team league, you know, he's just outside maybe a starting tight end for you. So wasn't too bad. By the way, Spicy's got a little smack talk to the, our Rams fans tonight. want to let you know that L.A. Stadium is always a Raiders home game for sure. Nick, what say you? And by the way, Freddie uh, wanted this to you. He said he really needs some truly in-depth analysis. So go ahead, Nick. Okay. Uh, so, wow, I forgot what the hell we were talking about. Um, so, reckon the wide receivers, Cooper Cup, number one, obvious reasons. I have uh, Van Jefferson at number 52, and I have Allen Robinson at 31. And the reason why I have, I have Allen Robinson at 31 is obviously because now, but now he's on a better team. But he may roll back the clock this year to uh, 2015 where he had his best season uh, when he had 80 receptions, 153 targets, 1,400 yards, and 14 TDs with Matthew Stafford. Um, he's played eight seasons, Allen Robertson did, and he's only played 16 games four times. And in, in those four times, he had three of them were 1,000-yard seasons. So, uh, you know, he's he's had injuries. He's had crappy quarterbacks. Um, his So you could say – in that regard, he's had a checkered career because of those other issues. I wish he would have came home and signed with Philly. I really, really do, but 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 he didn't. Um, so, and then I got Tyler Higby again. He he's a solid uh, uh, tight end too. Uh, I think he's the third best um, tight end in in California, and I have him ranked at fifteenth. In California, oh boy. All right, Jake, close us out tonight. Give us what you, your thoughts on all the receiving th- threats for your team. And keep it under 25 minutes. Okay, all right. Yeah, I got you. So, <laughs> he, he kid, he kids. So, so Alan Robinson, I mean, you guys already know where, where I am with him. Uh, I actually have 107 receptions for him projected, uh, 1,637 yards and 11 touchdowns. I think he is going to be in for a monster season. Um, I think you should probably go and get him at all costs. I, I really, I think he's going to lead the league in receiving. Uh, he's not my number one receiver though. It's actually not Cooper cup either. Uh, obviously, cause I said he'll have more receiving yards. Cooper cup. It's uh, I would say Justin Jefferson. He's got the offensive coordinator from the Rams last year. Um, you know, and Kevin O'Connell, uh, now is the head coach. Uh, Mike Zimmer's gone. Okay. So like the Vikings are actually going to be really good this year. Let me just make that very clear. They are probably the dark horse in the NFC now that Mike Zimmer's finally gone. He's been holding that team back for like four years. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, Justin, Justin Jefferson's one, but I have Cooper cup, uh, you know, among the, the top, I'd probably say in the top five, uh, you know, a Rob, I have a head, but you know, Cooper cup, I think he's going to get a few more targets. Um, you know, I think when you look at cup, he's going to get more receptions off those targets than Robinson. Robinson's going to be the, you know, go up and get it guy. So I think because of that, Robinson, 107 catches for 1637. That's me playing into the deep ball, whereas Cooper Cup is going to get the short and intermediate stuff. Uh, You know, I have him at 116 receptions for uh, 1,438 yards and 13 touchdowns. Make no mistake about it. He's still going to be in the double digits. You know, Matthew Stafford's still going to be looking at him. I mean, you don't just win a Super Bowl with this guy, you know, having the crazy drive that you did, needing him and not just use him ever again. So definitely going to use him. 
Van Jefferson is interesting because right now, if we're talking about his value, he's a wide receiver three, but they love him. And eventually he's going to make it really interesting because Allen Robinson not signed a three-year deal. Don't be surprised if eventually Van Jefferson's the number one receiver in LA. It's going to take a little bit, uh, but they love him and he's got a lot to his arsenal. He's a fantastic route runner. Uh, you know, he was top seven last year in, in yards per reception, um, which is something like Rams fans were telling me we need a deep threat all off season. I was like, we have Van Jefferson. Like I was at the senior bowl. This guy's running as fast as Mims and uh, you know, the, the guy for um, you know, the Ravens. I mean, he runs a four, three, I mean, like, you know, so he's got game breaking speed. He has the ability obviously, you know, to help you out in the, uh, even the, the running game, you know, they use a lot of jet motion, things like that. Uh, so he can help them out. I have him over 800 yards, 819 again. Um, some people look at that as a disappointment. I would say, you know, this, there's too many mouths to feed. I have Higby below 400 yards this year. Um, I understand some people look at that as a disappointment, but again, too many mouths to feed. This is also uh, in these projections. I have Odell coming back, who I believe will be signing with the Rams. He won't play until late November, early December. Um, and so I do think that factors into Van Jefferson. If Odell doesn't come back, then yeah, they'll probably have 3,000 yard rushers, 1,000 uh, yard receivers. Um, you know, then I, I look at Tutu Atwell, and this is somebody that. I could see him having like 300 receiving yards and like 200 rushing yards. Cause I think they're going to use him kind of similar to how they should have used like Tavon Austin with, with Sean McVay. McVay didn't draft him. McVay was kind of over it. Like he was there, but they didn't really utilize him. Well, um, I think that they could use him in that way, but make no mistake about it. If he is thrust into a big role, Tutu Atwell is a phenomenal route runner, not given enough credit. He led the NFC last year. Obviously it was preseason, but he led the NFC in receptions. Um, you know, this is somebody that was held back all of college because Malik Cunningham couldn't get him the ball. He'd have to stand there after being the guy by 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. He'd have to stand there, go back and retrieve the ball. Uh, so now he's got Stafford. Um, you know, he comes off a, a major shoulder injury that sidelined him the entire rest of the year. But they're really liking him in camp. He's absorbing everything from Cooper Cup. So this is somebody that I definitely, you know, like. And uh, another guy I'll highlight, uh, Jacob Harris. It, it's really interesting with him because, you know, I mentioned him earlier, uh, you know, tight end, receiver, whatever. He's 6'5". He has the same, you know, makeup as, you know, Calvin Johnson as far as athleticism and everything. Uh, if he learns how to, you know, get going, because he was originally a soccer player, like his whole life, he's only played football like two, three years. Uh, if he gets going in this offense, he could be that breakout guy that, you know, Van Jefferson all of a sudden, he goes way down. Like, that's the thing that scares me about the Rams receiver room. If you're not getting Cooper Cup and you're not getting Allen Robinson, after that, like, I- I'm not too worried about Van Jefferson going down. I think 800 is fair. Seven touchdowns, book it. But, like, for instance, Tyler Higby, I think he'd arguably be a top 10 tight end in football. I haven't read it as the 10th tight end. Not fantasy-wise, but 10th, you know. If you gave him a better situation where they had to really lean on him, he could do that. He takes the back seat for this team, and I think he'll do that again this year. Um, so, you know, with that said, Jacob Harris, that that's the big name to, to you know, Tutu Atwell I'm very high on, you know, to at least get something going and be, you know, probably better for like a best ball or even like DFS because he'll have maybe a game where all of a sudden you're like, oh, this Tutu Atwell guy is something. And then, you know, in other leagues, you try to start him. You're like, he got me four points. But Jacob Harris is not predictable. You, you can't predict Jacob Harris. He did not get on the field at all on the offense last year. They were force-feeding him in the po- in the preseason, force-feeding him in the red zone, trying to see what he could do on that fade. 
And if he's used as a designated red zone target, I won't be surprised. And if that's the case, you know, then all of a sudden he gets the, uh, you know, the confidence. He gets going with Stafford. You know, Sean McVay kind of takes it a little bit easier on the rookies that he doesn't throw them into the fire. This is uh, kind of his rookie year, but this is also his second year. So he had a, a devastating ACL tear, but he's back. He's showing up in camp. And Sean McVay made it very clear he's a wide receiver now. They're not trying to focus on trying to make him a tight end and all that. So there's just a lot going on in the receiver room. Obviously, Odell, like I said, you know, if and when he comes back, uh, if it's with the Rams, which I believe it will be, it's going to, you know, hamper Van Jefferson from being a thousand yard receiver. So I think when you look at this, at the end of the day, it's Allen Robinson, it's Cooper Cup, and I'm not against own, like having ownership in Van. I'm just saying watch out in case like some crazy thing happens because, like I said, Jacob Harris has the same measurables as Calvin Johnson, and Matthew Stafford was throwing to him a ton uh, in Detroit, so he knows he knows what that looks like. If if he gets the body control going, he could you know box out guys the way Calvin did. Not saying he will be Calvin, but uh, he he has massive potential. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's why I, I was saying that's why I think Higby um, takes a little bit of a downturn this year, because like I said, I can see him being the big red zone threat uh, for you guys this season. Well, we're going to close it out here in L.A. Hopefully, just in the meantime, get some WD-40 for that chair. We appreciate you, Jake, for coming in tonight. Let everyone know if you can subscribe. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I've been busting his chops through while you were talking about his chair the whole time. I bet. Let everyone know where they can subscribe, follow, and uh, get all your great content for uh, the rest of the season. Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, you can find all my stuff. I'll make it very simple. Won't do a 20 minute answer for this this time. Um, <laughs> you can go over on Twitter, follow me at JK Bogan. I'll tell you what, all of my links are in that little link tree in the bio so just go there uh you know i got youtube downtown rams podcast other stuff just go there it's a lot easier than me spewing for 20 minutes about it no man you've been great tonight this is like in-depth stuff like freddie said yeah. like listen we're 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 simpletons here bro we don't we, we just kind of break it down like in caveman style so it was great for you to come in tonight spicy raider girl had one more thing to say for before we headed out tonight Raiders, yeah, and yeah, and um, you know, hey, so. I think they yeah. won the division. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to blow, you know, smoke up your. I think they, they win the division. They're the team that people are just assuming is going to be fourth place. Yeah, hey, you know, yeah, we, we had a long cover. We, we like the Raiders this year too. We had a long, we had a long, good time with them Raiders, man. They, I think they're going to be um a team, and that AFC West is going to be good too. The NFC West also another great division. All right. Uh, well, it's really, the Rams and Niners. <laughs> <laughs> the well, Cardinals aren't true. going anywhere. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. All right. Well, hey, all right. So, listen, I just want to say thank you again. Really appreciate you coming in. Hopefully, you can come join us again during the regular season. We have a lot of fun games and stuff. So, hopefully, we'll bring you back in and have some good time with that as well. Um, again, appreciate you guys. We're going to go now into our august shows where it's going to get more back into fantasy um next week actually it's going to be a dynasty edition um so we're going to have some great guests on justin who are our great guests that we're having on on next week yeah we got uh ian haritz coming on from pff and then we also have howard bender coming on from the fantasy alarm which is going to be cool um, and yeah, and then we're going to be, uh, doing a mock draft to apply our strategies at the end. So if you guys want to hop in, feel free to DM us. We will put you in the mock draft 
hop in and we will have an episode recapping that mock draft at the end, showing how we applied our dynasty strategies. Exactly. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about strategies on Monday and then we're going to apply them during the week. We're going to do a mock draft. So like Justin said, if you want to get in on that, please let us know. And then we're going to um, grade those um, drafts on our Friday shows and kind of talk about some of the strategies we're implying next week. Like I said, it's dynasty edition dynasty. I mean, it's early, so we got to go dynasty first. All right, guys, we appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed our summer vacation. I know it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I need a vacation from the vacation. We appreciate you, Jake. Once again, appreciate you coming in tonight. And we are out. We're on a mission. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.